Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez. Thank you for joining the show. If you are joining us through Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, please hit that like button, share the show, and thank you for joining me tonight. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez. We will have a packed show. We will talk about what Jerry Jones has had to say about Lyle Collins and Terrence Steele and why we shouldn't take his comments very seriously, at least in my opinion, I'm not buying what Jerry Jones is saying. So we'll talk about we'll talk about Cassie's unfortunate arrest during the Cowboys bye week. And we'll also get a little bit into Dak Prescott's MVP odds. So thank you to everyone who is joining. What is up? Asmodeus over at YouTube. Thank you to all of the YouTube chat, the Facebook chat, and of course the ADC Dallas Twitter chat as well. So now that more of us are here, hit that like button, share the show. And let's get ready to start the show officially. So here we go. Now I know we'll talk, and hello everyone, welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire Cowboys 2021 season, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and for more Mavericks content as well. Thank you to everyone who is joining the show. Thank you for being here. Uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight. And I know this is a Cowboys show. What is up, Dallas Young, Taylor, Rue, Val Valentine, D-Town as well in the chat. Taylor says that he did not hear the quotes. What did he miss? Asks Taylor. Well, let's start. I was going to start with a little bit of controversy on the Monday night football game. I was going to ask you guys if the Bills had made the right call. But let's get right into the Lyle Collins situation with Jerry Jones and what he had to say about Lyle Collins since he's being reinstated for his after his five-game suspension. He's back with the Cowboys. He is expected to be back on the lineup for the Vikings game. And there were some interesting quotes, and let's talk about them. So he talked about Terrence Steele, and he talked about Lyle Collins as well. Now, I have, to, I have for you the full quote from Jerry Jones. He said on 105.3 The Fan, Our team is fortunate to have Lyle Collins back. It's great to have him back. I know it has been a real challenge for him not being on the football field in many, many ways. But he is an outstanding football player recognized as that all over the NFL. And boy, anytime you can help your team, especially your offensive line, you got to use it. On the other hand... You couldn't have drawn up somebody that took advantage and just before your eyes got better in practice than Trent Steele. So we got a great situation there. This is all Jerry Jones. In my view, of course, you have Lyle come, come in here and that's the way we do it normally is the incumbent does have his position. Now, that's not a golden rule at all. But I would see before we're true, having both of them out there quite a bit every game quotes from Jerry Jones let's kind of break it down 
and let's share some of your of our thoughts. And Ryan, Ryan, I really appreciate you. Uh, Ryan is saying in the chat, Mauricio, you're being crushing it lately. You are rising up the ranks. I appreciate it, Ryan. It wouldn't be possible without all of you guys' support. So, Jerry Jones had that to say about Lyle Collins. And I'm not sure that we should be buying that at all. Uh, about Trent Steele, more than Lyle Collins. So Collins is back. And it's been crazy to me that in social media, people have been, not everyone, of course, but a lot of fans are clamoring for Lyle Collins to be plugged in at guard in order to leave call, uh, Terrence Steele at right tackle and maybe upgrade your interior offensive line. I really don't see how that happens. I don't see how you get Lyle Collins back from his five-game pension and do not plug him right back into his old starting spot at right tackle instantly. Because Collins established himself as one of the best right tackles in the entire NFL. Terence Steele has not been that for the Cowboys. And listen, Terence Steele has been great in the fact that he's been able to step in, hold his own versus guys like Joey Boza, versus guys like Matt Judon. And he's been quite a surprise this season because he is definitely and surely not the same tackle that we saw in 2020. However, he is not one of the best tackles in the league. And Lyle Collins is. And it is, and, and he quite clearly is one of the best tackles in the NFL. I don't see how you get back we, we, I don't see how you get Lyle Collins back and not put him right at right tackle. So then Terrence, uh, so, so then Jerry Jones gets things interesting, get, gets them interesting by saying that he expects both of them to play throughout the season. And it is quite a thing to say because it might not mean anything. It might mean that the Cowboys are getting ready to go in some heavy Jumbo packages in which they have an, another tackle on the lineup. That could be it. But it also, to me, feels like just Jerry Jones is trying to send a message, maybe, Lyle Collins. Because we know that Collins, some way, somehow, he messed things up. And sure, the Supreme Court had a quote on their final, I don't know if verdict is, is, verdict is the right word, but in their, their final say on this case, when Collins sued the NFL, the Supreme Court added a sentence saying like, all right, but we should be concerned about what the NFL is doing. They added that, however, it was clear that Lyle Collins had messed things up by attempting to bribe an NFL officer. Like, that is just dumb. Doesn't matter how you want to look at it. It is a dumb thing to do for Lyle Collins. And it's a mistake. I'm not jumping over Lyle Collins. That is not what I'm trying to do here at all. However, Maybe this is just Jerry Jones trying to get a message across to Lyle Collins. I don't see how this is anything to do with moving Collins out of his starting job, which is at right tackle, and it should continue to be at right tackle. The Cowboys should not be playing with their offensive line and moving pieces around to get Collins back at guard where he started maybe his career. But it was very interesting. Jennifer says, I don't think Jerry realized what he said which is very possible. They're not putting Lyle Collins at guard. He's going back to right tackle, end of story. And I wholeheartedly agree with this. I understand fans are frustrated with Connor McGovern. I understand the frustrations 
with second year center Tyler Viadish, and maybe the Cowboys want to upgrade their offensive line next offseason or even during the season if things get quite crazy. But Collins is not switching positions, and I think that should be very, very clear. So, as always, we have a, a, a kind comment on Facebook. Jimmy Manley says, man, you're a young punk kid. You don't, you don't know nothing good, bye. And bye is, of course, misspelled. So, shout out to Jimmy, and thank you for your comment here on AC Sports Dallas Primetime. Darnell says, go get Dag now. Go get Cam now. Oh, Darnell wants Cam Newton on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think that Dallas is going to be that concerned about Dak Prescott's injury. I think they will. I think, I honestly think Prescott will be back for that week eight game because everyone is kind of on the same page. And by everyone, I mean the Cowboys, the reporters, like there is no information that is saying, hey, listen, no, we should be more concerned about Dak Prescott. I have not seen any of those reports. So I think that the Cowboys are going to be pretty calm about that. Taylor says, shout out to the people who trash talk and can't spell. That is always just awesome. Yeah, it's really just like instant karma, right? LMAO bias, of course, misspelled. <laughs> Jimmy got it. <laughs> This is a golden comment from Dallas Young. Jimmy got a low self-esteem. And it is, of course, misspelled. Oh, I love the chat, man. I love the chat. That was gold. <laughs> Thank you, Eugene. Thank you. I just, I, I, some people just ignore the hate comments, but I just cannot do it. I, I have this impulse to actually make fun of them because I'm new here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. But we've been doing this for a while now, and it's always fun to take care of that. So that is what Jerry Jones had to say. And in my opinion, so I was going to end this chat as well. Is Jerry, is Jerry say, saying what he's saying on Collins and Steele contributing at the same time? Is it something or nothing for the Dallas Cowboys? Does it mean something or does it mean nothing? I, I honestly will go with nothing. I don't think that the Cowboys plan to do anything crazy other than, as I was saying, sending a message across to Lyle Collins and saying, hey, this is your job for now, but if anything happens again, you're not going to have a guaranteed spot as a starter. But so far, I think it is clearly nothing. Might have to do with heavy packages, as Jennifer is saying also, and as we were saying here in the, in the show, But yeah, honestly, we should not be worried about making any changes along the offensive line. And I thought that his comments were very surprising. Interesting comment from Jennifer, though, a few minutes ago in maybe Jerry didn't even realize what he was saying. It could be the case. But, but hey, great for the Dallas Cowboys to have Collins back. Still did his did his job, definitely. But if you have Lel Collins back at right tackle, you don't have to spend any resources play sending him help, which was maybe the case in some situations for Trent Steele. You don't have to be worried about having a running back helping him pass protection or a tight end making a chip block. You don't have to worry about anything like that, maybe in some situations, but not as much as you did with Terrence Steele. 
So it's not about, it, it maybe helps you and opens up your playbook and your possibilities a lot more just having one of the best right tackles in the NFL, in Lyle Collins. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. So most answers will go to nothing. D-Town says Jerry just wanted to show love to steal. Maybe that was the case. And man, does he deserve it. Like how did, Lyle, how did Terence Steele improve so much from one year to another? And shout out to the Dallas Cowboys who, who developed him. Hey, listen, the Cowboys saw something in Terence Steele that many of us did not. He was an undrafted free agent. And in week one of the 2020 season, we were all shocked when the Cowboys said, yeah, Terence Steele is our starting tackle with Collins out of the picture. That was a big surprise for all of us. We did not expect Trent Steele to fill in that quickly for a starter. And then one year later, after Trent Steele struggled as a rookie, we were not expecting him to replace Lyle Collins after his injury. We were thinking that maybe Ty Nseke was going to get the, the starting role after the Cowboys signed him in free agency. But once again, the coaching staff said, nope, we are rolling with Trent Steele. And we have seen why now. He has improved so much from one year to another. So the Cowboys and the fan base should be definitely proud about both the player and the coaching staff and the way that they developed him this offseason. Steele is a backup. Collins is a starter, says Asmodeus. And not only a starter, he is a high-end starter. I think Collins will just pop right back in there. Steele is depth. What do we, what do we know about Kate's situation, says Taylor? But I, I would imagine that she means uh, DeMonte Cassie. It is an interesting situation for DeMonte, the Cowboys starting free safety, because he was arrested Tuesday morning, right? And he was arrested on, uh, for driving with the influence. And here is where I get confused, a little bit confused. So we know that DUI and DWI are different. <laughs> and I'm not a, a legal expert at all. So if I mess this up, please let me know in the chat. However, I did some research and I figured that it was different from state to state. And actually, that's a question from uh, Dallas Junk as well. What, what, what is the difference? Now, again, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert, so I might be messing this up, but I try to do my research as best as I could. And according to DWI slash Texas.com, <laughs> because this varies from state to state, this is what this website had to say about it. In Texas, DWI is a more serious crime. DUIs are only charged to minors under Texas traffic code. Now, the for as long as the for the, excuse me for the letters themselves, it's driving under the influence and driving with the influence, right? So in Texas, DWI is a more serious crime. DUIs are only charged to minors under the Texas traffic code because a DUI is charged when any amount of alcohol is found in their system it is much easier to be found guilty. However, DWIs are charged under the Texas Penal Code, which makes it a serious offense. So I would imagine, oh, excuse me, driving while intoxicated, says C. Flem. All right, 
So good thing I protected myself by saying I might mess it up. So it's driving while uh, intoxicated. I'm sorry about that. Here is the, um, the interesting thing, though. The NFL, in the updated CVA, had increased the suspensions for this kind of situations, for driving under the influence. I would imagine that what, what happened to Cassie might be on, that, on, on those things, under that policy from the NFL, and he might be suspended at some point. It would be a three-game suspension because that is what was adjusted in the latest CVA. However, these sort of suspensions usually take a lot of time. Like, DeMonte might be okay for the entire 2021 season. You might not get suspended until 2022. Now, the team has said nothing about it. Uh, the player, I, I believe, has not said anything about it either. The NFL as well. So we might have to wait to truly know what happened, what, what will happen with the Monte Cassie suspension-wise. Now, of course, it is a terrible mistake to have on your team's bye week after you got to a strong start 5-1. and one. Mike McCarthy talked to the team after their win versus the Patriots. They talked about how they were not going to practice this week. They're not practicing at all this week. Players are going to take a well-deserved rest. But Mike McCarthy talked about the trust that he as a head coach had on his players. And then Monte quickly breached that trust. So it, it really sucks that this is a situation for the Dallas Cowboys. And we had not seen a lot of problems on this team in, this, in the discipline side of things other than Lyle Collins getting suspended because of bribing, attempting to bribe an NFL officer. But it sucks. It sucks that this was the case. Now, DeMonte Cassie got arrested Tuesday morning, early on Tuesday, and then he posted bond, bond at $2,500. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it was Mike McCarthy that I saw on with Shannon Gross's Jennifer and Nate Newton, and they asked Mike about heavy packages. That's where I heard about both Steele and Lyle Collins playing together from McCarthy, says Jennifer. That would be very interesting to see. That would be very interesting to see. Now, we hope, let's hope that Mike McCarthy was not trying to quickly fix things after Jerry Jones' comments. I don't think so, but you never know. Let's see if, if we see it on the field, because that, that was one of the few things that I might have like made sense out of Jerry Jones' comments is heavy packages. But then are we going to see quite a bit from Terrence Steele every single game? Are you going to go heavy on the heavy packages every single time? By the way, the Cowboys have been playing a lot of 12 personnel this season. They are among, I think, the top three teams. They're playing it at a 33% rate, and that is a high number for the NFL. 12%. Oh, Jennifer says this was last week. Oh, that's interesting. That is very interesting. Thank you to Jennifer and shout out to her comment. Definitely insightful. Cassie enjoying the bye week, says D-Town. Should have just had a driver or an Uber. I don't, I don't understand how, like, getting DUIs and DWIs now in 2021, like, it's just, it's just irresponsible, man. <laughs> Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're an NFL player or not. There are just so many tools and so many ride-hailing apps. Yeah, yeah, just use them. They're not even that expensive. So bad stuff for the Monte Castle. Let's hope it doesn't translate into any potential suspensions 
for for the Cassie, at least not in 2021, which makes things even more interesting because Demonte is on a one-year contract. If he's going to stay with the Cowboys in the long term, he's going to have to re-sign, and maybe this will be an issue not this season, but maybe next season. Do you think Cassie gets benched? Asks Dallas Young. I would be surprised. Like, if there is no suspension coming his way yet, I would be surprised if they turned to Malik Hooker. Now, we know that Hooker is a good player, but ah, I, don't think that, I, I don't think that the Cowboys will bench him just yet. Mexi Numba one says, did Cassie, got a, a, did Cassie get a DWI? He did. He did, unfortunately, this morning. Tuesday morning, he was arrested. But again, we don't know if this will translate into a suspension or not. We will have to wait, and it's a little bit complicated. But if he does, the NFL did adjust that in the CBA before it was a two-game suspension for first offenders, DUIs. So I'm not entirely sure if that will fall into the same category. It should, according to what we found out about Texas law earlier on the show. But we'll have to wait to be completely sure about this. However, the NFL, again, just final point before we move on, the NFL did increase that punishment for players to three game suspension if you get a DUI. So let's see if there's any difference with what happened with Demonte Cassie. Now, last but not least, before I leave you guys tonight, let's talk about Dak Prescott's MVP odds. How about Dak Prescott? And before we do that, let me ask you in the chat, who is your dark horse for the MVP award after the first six weeks of the season? Now, Dak Prescott is the second favorite in the NFL. No, it's tied for first, excuse me. He's tied with none other than Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray at plus 400 odds. And then you have other players behind them like Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, but my dark horse for the MVP award through six weeks is Lamar Jackson because he's at plus 1,200, and I like that number for a team that is five and one. If I'm not uh, five and one, of course, they've gotten big wins. They've beaten the Chiefs. They blew out the Chargers, by the way, one of the biggest surprises this weekend. So maybe, maybe Lamar Jackson should have better odds. Dallas Jones says that Matt Stafford, C. Flem says that Brady and Jennifer goes with Eric Curry, which would be definitely a big, big surprise just because he's a running back, right? Taylor goes with Trevon Diggs, and that to me is surprising. Like, I love Trevon, but I'm not sure if he will get the MVP award. Uh, D Town says, a court ever won and MVP. I'm asking Google right now <laughs> because I'm, I'm uh, curious as well. So for the past two decades, it's been mostly quarterbacks other than Adrian Peterson in 2012. Ah, oh, this is a slideshow. I hate slideshows. I'm not sure if a cornerback has ever won an MVP. I'm curious now, though. I'm curious. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been playing at an MVP level the last five games, says Ryan Doyle. Good answer as well, especially since they started off with the left foot on that offset in week one. 
they they might be he might be getting overlooked. I like that answer from Ryan. Shout out to Cowboys Nation. I feel we will be okay with Steel for a ward for a, an awesome offensive lineman, says uh, Cowboys Nation. So yeah, Dak Prescott is tied for first. Dark, Dak Prescott is tied for first on the MVP odds, betting odds. And, and you gotta love that, man. Dak Prescott has been insane for, for the Cowboys. And even though he's had a few bad plays and he has a, a few fumbles to his name so far, What he did versus the Patriots was truly an MVP moment. Continuing his streak of only completions on overtime. He's never thrown an incomplete pass on overtime. You gotta love that fact as well. But winning that way in Foxborough when everything was going against the Cowboys, moving the chains and four down with that Cedric Wilson play, finding CeeDee Lamb for the game-winning touchdown, getting that third and two key conversion as well. Just Dak Prescott was... Doing it right for the Cowboys. And that's the reason why his odds increased a lot to win the MVP, to, to win the MVP award. Excuse me. I think Dan is going to win it on the way to Selfie Stadium in February. Dak. Dak, of course. Jennifer meant Dak. Hopefully. Man, that would be awesome. That would be awesome to watch. Now, some other awards worth mentioning, though. We mentioned MVP for Dak Prescott, but also the Cowboys have the favorite, a defensive rookie of the year in Micah Parsons, plus 225. The runner-up is currently linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. And the, a defensive player of the year, the favorite, Miles Garrett. But at number two, you have none other than Trevon Diggs, plus 450. Which is a number for Trevon Diggs. And then finally, comeback player of the year. You can bet on Dak Prescott, but you would not get great odds since he is at minus 300. And I mentioned it before the year, and I think it is still true. The only way that Dak Prescott misses out on comeback player of the year, the only way that it can happen is if he gets injured again. And I strongly believe that before the season, and I still do, Joe Varro is the runner-up at plus 900. The only way that Burrow wins this is if Dak Prescott gets hurt, which will not happen, hopefully, of course. Fingers crossed, as always. But, well, guys, that would be it for me. That would be it for me tonight. Just let me ask you if you know. Well, the Dodgers ended up winning that game. If you're into baseball and if there's any Dodgers fan here in the chat, I just get, have to get this off my chest. Man, what a moment for Cody Bellinger. Tying the ball game with a three-run homer back in the eighth inning. That was in Joe Posnanski, my favorite writer, my favorite baseball writer to be specific, wrote not that long ago on that uh, last series versus the Giants. He wrote that every time that Cody Bellinger steps up to the plate, he expects him to be great again. And he was. He was in the game just now. That was amazing. But anyways, thank you to everyone for joining the show. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and for more Dallas Mavericks content. Some great articles are up there, including three takeaways from the Dallas Cowboys hard-fought victory by Alec Cash, who is the newest writer on the team. Thank you for your time, brother. I am Texas Ranger, says Cowboys Nation. I got the Braves winning the MLB. Hey, interesting take. Let's go. 
they got off to a hot start. I just, and I know this is a Cowboys show, so maybe we have some Astros fans in the chat. I'm just not ready to see the Astros in the World Series. My, my, how should I call them? My feelings have not healed as to what happened in the 2017 World Series. I am not ready for the Astros back in the World Series. That's all I ask. And I would love to see Julio Diaz again in the World Series because, you know, representing Mexico. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for joining the show. Uh, Ryan, the pleasure is mine. Check out adcsports.com Dallas. And shout out to Jimmy. He was a very positive person over on Facebook. See you guys. See you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central.